real life. It ain't multiple choice. It's more like a really long essay question that you realize too late no one's grading. They say there are only two plots in all of literature. One, a person goes on a journey. And two, a stranger comes to town. (laughs) If you're a genre film fan, this certainly seems true. Plotting a film around the classic hero's journey is a great way to focus on character development or a unique sense of style and world creation. And what would the kung fu, western, sci-fi, or horror genres be without the unnamed stranger showing up in an unsuspecting and helpless town, daring the townsfolk and audience alike to fill in the blanks? Think of all the films where the best character is named something like The Man, (laughs) The Lady, The Assassin, The Samurai, The Driver, The Gunslinger, The Rookie, Triple X, Triple X, <laughs> State of the Union. But always they are a stranger. This by no means implies you can't break this mold, but it may be true that even the artiest of fartsy films still fit it because you have to know the rules before you break them. At least that's what they say. But who is they? This famous quote on storytelling has been attributed to a whole mess of famous authors, from Tolstoy and Dostoevsky to Hemingway and Deepak Chopra. But this potent quotable seems to actually be born out of the work of American novelist and literary critic John Gardner, who tragically, yet very appropriately for today's movie, died in a motorcycle accident in 1982. (laughs) Two years later, his book, The Art of Fiction, Notes on Craft for Young Writers, was posthumously published, and in it, Gardner included a list of exercises for the development of technique. Fifth on his list was as follows. Write the opening of a novel using the authorial omniscient voice, making the authorial omniscience clear by going into the thoughts of one or more characters. Use either a trip or the arrival of a stranger, the usual novel beginning. Not quite as catchy, but then they started saying it. And once they start saying something, some of the nuance is going to get lost. Like the face of a not-so-long-dead fiancé. The details of the original quote get forgotten, and you're left with the harder-hitting, sexier specter of what you once knew. (laughs) But as with most things apocryphal, the things they say reveal a deeper truth about ourselves. Like sitting on one's own hand until that hand (laughs) goes completely numb so that we can engage in an act of shameful onanistic pleasure. They say things when we want to say something that feels true without the nasty business of getting someone else to do our dirty work. They are really the stranger. 
so loosely based on the novel by Albert Camus that I'm actually lying. And it's not based on it whatsoever. The 1995 film The Stranger is a direct-to-video diamond in the rough starring five-time kickboxing world champion and six-time focus of my more submissive sexual fantasies, Kathy the Punisher Long, as the titular The Stranger. She's a bustier-wearing, machete-wielding, one-liner-whipping ass-kicker who rides her hog into the town of Lakeview, a dried-up desert dirt patch off a defunct highway, firmly under the thumb of Angel, the leader of a killer bike gang, getting an easy ride from the cowardly townsfolk. Lakeview Sheriff Cole has been drunk and lawn disorderly ever since the bikers killed his fiancée in front of her sister, a now mute street urchin on loan from Waterworld. <laughs> Released the same year. Cole and the town look the other way on Angel's murders, rapes, and shirtless Tai Chi, so long as his blood money keeps getting spent in a town with no other means of income. It seems like there's no hope, but all that changes when the stranger comes to town. So as not to keep us on pins and needles, let's stop sitting on our hands and get to the <laughs> masturbatory act of talking about a little-known movie I'm sure we all loved. And even if you didn't, just pretend it's someone else. They say <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> Class, I give you The Stranger. She was a stranger. Just a girl. Yeah, a girl with an arsenal. In a town you won't find on any map. You right in from the west? That's right. You look like somebody who used to live in this town. She was an outsider. What are you doing here? I want Angel. In a town held hostage by a criminal. Angel's no ordinary badass. The men who follow him are fanatics. Oh, yeah. She was a fighter. Oh. On a mission of revenge. Talk, bitch. You're the second man today to call me that. You've been here less than six hours. And I got four dead bodies on my hands. You want to give us your side of the story? They messed with me. I killed them. To the guilty, she will show no mercy. No! Lawman says you might be able to tell me where my friends are. They're all dead. Five-time world kickboxing champion, Kathy Long, The Stranger. And the bell means the beginning of class, but first, the roll call. Bitch? My name isn't Bitch. <laughs> I run a biker bar. What would I do if there were no bikers here? <laughs> Who would be smashing bottles on the ground willy-nilly and threaten the local law enforcement? What would I even do? <laughs> Thank you. And bitch? My name isn't bitch. So a person who returns to town hell-bent on revenge that no one really recognizes even though it's only been a couple of years, a bureaucracy that enables the twisted underworld of the town and lets the bad guys prosper, a traumatized feral loved one running around, you can't tell me this isn't a Western adaptation of Sweeney Todd. You just can't. <laughs> Music's better in this one. <laughs> of course. Who could forget? Bitch. My name isn't bitch. I mean, this wasn't quite what I expected from an adaptation of the classic Camus work, but I definitely loved it. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm bitch. (laughs) But your name is bitch. And my name isn't bitch. (laughs) But is she a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) What is this movie about a ghost? Wait. (gasps) What? Bum, bum, bum. The dedication of this movie to gaslight you into thinking, no, she's not a ghost, when she is clearly a ghost is the craziest thing. 100% a ghost. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. At what point do they make it seem like she's not a ghost. They don't explicitly say it until, until the, the end. end. And until the bullets oh, like fly I mean, through. Sure, I mean, but know, also, but like at know. the very beginning, she there's literally like a whole yeah. scene <laughs> where she's just disappearing and reappearing every time a truck goes by. <laughs> she's filling gas. She's not filling gas. She's filling gas. She's not filling gas. She's filling gas. She's not filling gas. A lot of traffic for a town that doesn't get any traffic. <laughs> right. but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Right, uh, for, a, for a highway that's dead. It's, yeah, there's for sure a lot of trucks going point. on. It's yeah. an actual plot point. There shouldn't be that many cars, traffic. but you know, it's fine. Apparently you don't get like a full tank when you come up from the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she's a ghost. A sexy ghost. But then there's all those times, you know, she does people stuff. Yeah, yeah, she does people stuff. She does living corporeal being junk. She has severe Clark Kent syndrome in that, like, (laughs) it has been three years since her death, and everyone knows she looks familiar, but no one will just come out and say, you know, I think the ghost of your fiance is walking around town killing bikers. To be fair, if you existed in the world and you saw somebody you know who's dead, is your first thought, this is a ghost? No. No. But my first thought is, wow, you look exactly like my dead fiance. <laughs> sure, but I don't think you usually say that to somebody you just meet in a diner. I mean, I guess that's how you get a vertigo. Like, I guess that's what <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that way madness lies. When did it hit you, Greg? When did it, like, was it always so obvious that she was some sort of spirit of vengeance? Yes. Because I, I don't know. I just thought she was, you know, just like a badass. And, I, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, I am not going to pretend I totally got it. Because the supernatural powers of a ghost are very similar to the supernatural powers of the heroes of badly made action movies. <laughs> so I was still, like, sort of on that tip. It's bad. that I've definitely seen too many of these movies because as soon as she was, like, there and then not there, I was like, oh, damn, she's a ghost. <laughs> she's a ghost. I know that. That's a classic ghost. But then once you get to, like, him crying over his fiance's grave and you get, like, her halo lighting walking up to him <laughs> and, like, basically... Here's a shot of a grave. Here's her. We've clued in. Yeah. Has the rest of the town clued into this? Her sister? Her fiance? You can't just like roll up and be like, so I'm the ghost of your dead fiance. <laughs> and like, I'm going to kill this dude. Also, you can say goodbye. Like, uh, is this an hour and a half? Like, right. I mean, different strokes. I'm just saying I would. Like, I would own all of that shit. <laughs> when he's at the grave, he's like, yes. he's yes. like, Bridget, this woman, she, she walks. Talks like you. She talks like you. She has your eyes. She gets your mail. When I say Bridget, <laughs> she turns her head. I just can't place it. I wasn't even near um, the supernatural because so much of this movie, I was asking myself the question, is this movie set in the post-apocalypse or yes! is this just America? <laughs> It's just yes. America. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Casey. I went so long in this movie thinking it was the post-apocalypse. Nope. Listen, for anyone living off the highway, it is the post-apocalypse. Yeah. The, the, the day they paved the country was the day those towns died. Uh, ooh. <laughs> 
dark. <laughs> yeah, and our bitch ass President Biden wants to take away them coal jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, his name's not bitch. <laughs> Yeah, because it kind of feels like the deal with Lakeview. Funny. Ha 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 ha. Yes, funny as it has neither. Yeah, that that it seems like it was like a one stoplight kind of prospector town until the highway came through and then ching it went out of business. You got to start with the opening shot. That opening shot is everything. Yeah. A shirtless man in a desert doing Tai Chi. With a shaved mullet. Okay, I love Andrew Divoff. Love that in this particularly, he just looks like Ethan Hawke playing Gigi Allen. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh my god, he does. Totally. <laughs> he does! Yeah, because he's got that great Pantera undercut. <laughs> <laughs> And he's, yeah, he's doing Tai Chi, and I think it cannot be overstated what Patrick Swayze in Point Break did to American cinema, can it? <laughs> <laughs> like, charismatic bad guys have to do Tai Chi. <laughs> this is also the second movie in, like, two years that Andrew Divoff played a bad guy named Angel, which Ooh. I think just underscores how American action movies were being written, where they're just like, okay, what if we have a bad guy and he's really bad, but we have a named something really good. <laughs> My expectations have been subverted, and thus the enjoyment sprung. <laughs> What's up, Hobbit? Men are ready to roll. Get a job. Hey. I'll go with you. I need you here to watch the town. Oh, come on. Come on. Hey, hey. Come on. It's no life, man. No life. Check it out. Every living thing has gone and died. Check it out, man. Look at that. What do you think, man? Beautiful, isn't it? That's like the most beautiful gibberish he can think of. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why I thought it was the post-apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, man. Coupled with the most biker biker guys. Yeah. And it, it just really read like fucking American History W. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they had everything. They had token woman. They had mm. man who went to Harvard and was nicknamed Harvard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they had Danny Trejo. Yeah. Danny Trejo. <laughs> When I saw Danny Trejo, and, and they they like gave him like a whisper of screen time at yes. first, and I was like, "Whoa!" Did they just cut away from Danny Trejo? It's a real ragtag group. Like, yeah, we got Danny Trejo, we got bald ponytail guy. I love seeing Hell him yeah. and stuff. I love bald ponytail guy. We got Indian number two from Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Love that guy. Yeah, it is like the not Lance Henriksen bad guys from Stole Cold on the Spawn movie ranch. <laughs> They really did. They really were a ragtag crew, including a couple of nice Jewish boys. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the Katz brothers. brothers. Oh, they're poor delicatessen. <laughs> Our first victims in the movie, a, a couple of nice Jewish boys just looking for a lady. Some nice menches harassing a shiksa. <laughs> At the gas station. Uh, such a funny decision. <laughs> it's such a funny decision to name them cats for the sake of that quip coming later. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. for the it's clip. Only it's for that. just for the clip. <laughs> and it's, but it's it's definitely worth it, but it is so bizarre. It's a road. You go down a road. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Gaze on that and tell me there ain't no intelligence guy in the universe. Hey, I'm Garrett Katz. 
This here's my baby brother. You got a name? You know, you're just about a million miles from anywhere. You should not address like that a man who might not be responsible for his actions. Well, bear that in mind if a man comes along. <laughs> Shut up. You got a smart mouth, bitch. We are introduced at that moment to Kathy Long, who rules. Like, everything's a one-liner, and she kicks ass immediately. Can we talk about her amazing theme for a minute? Because I really dug it. Yeah, Morricone was, like, just living in this. It was more like Midicone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. MP3neo Morricone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a Star Wars droid. <laughs> Every line that she has is a zinger in this movie, and none of them fall flat. They are all 100s. <laughs> all home runs, every single one. And I can't believe that she's not in more. Yeah, she's a five-time world kickboxing champion. She literally lost one bout Whoa! in yeah. her career. She went on to do movies. She did a movie called Nights in 1993 with Albert Pune. Then she did this and a movie called Under the Gun with fellow kickboxer Richard Norton. She did some stunt work yeah, on... She, according to IMDb, she was um, Michelle Pfeiffer's stunt yeah. double in Batman Returns, which is awesome. Do we think she did those flippies? Do we think she did those oh, flippies up yes. to the yeah. meow? Up to the great meow? <laughs> which which she could have handled. Yeah, she could have... If she could have handled shows meow. Us anything, she could easily handle a meow yeah. if she can handle quips like... My name's not bitch. Next snap. She can also handle doing it all in tight, tight leather. Hell yeah. yeah. No staples in this one, though. (laughs) She also provided the commentary at the first UFC event ever. What? Her MMA record is 2-0. She has been in two MMA fights, won them both. The second one, in 2015, when she was 51 years old. Whoa. She's fucking the shit. It's wild to me that a movie like this is not hallowed in the halls of action movies, but especially like 90s direct-to-video stuff because this is so enjoyable. And the action scenes give her so much to do. I would say every time there was an action set piece, at some point, my jaw dropped open. <laughs> yeah, there was one of those moments in at least every fight. Yeah. We've watched so many different movies, and I, we cannot say that about 90% of them. No. I mean, she takes on two bikers who are riding their motorcycles around her, and she clotheslines one of them with yeah. the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Because they studied the ancient martial art of driving your motorcycle around and going woo. (laughs) If Cynthia Rothrock is sort of like a a female Jean-Claude Van Damme in terms of she's very smooth, she's quippy, she's like tomboyish. Like, I feel like Kathy Long is is the equivalent of like Steven Seagal, where she's like (laughs) brutalizing people in these super short bursts. Like... Like Cynthia yeah. Rothrock is like is doing these sort of long form one at a time fight scenes. Kathy Long is like the Terminator, Ooh, right? Is yeah. like is a brawler, really. Sure, but I, but I think that there's room for both in the way that like totally. Steven Seagal's whole thing is not these long protracted fight scenes. It's a lot of like 
him squinting and saying like, you're not going to want to do that. And then effortlessly (laughs) beating the piss out of people in these like super chaotic, hyper violent short spurts. And it's weird that she wouldn't have had as much success doing a very similar thing in, you know, in some ways much more interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. And actually to back you up, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking right here. Uh, the beginning of her martial arts training was Aikido, just like Master Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> and it must be said, the movie is called The Stranger. Kathy Long's character is called The Stranger. And literally, other than bitch, they only call her The Stranger. Yes. Or Stranger. At no point does somebody say, hey, miss, or like, what's up, lady? <laughs> Regardless of yep. how ridiculously awkward it is, The Stranger. Yep. Or bitch, you're right. And she only corrects you if she if you call her bitch. <laughs> stranger, she's fine with. She corrects you, and then uh, chiropractically you. corrects you to death. <laughs> <laughs> she, you, that first, my name's not bitch, oh. neck snap, was when I, I was like buckling myself in. <laughs> <laughs> getting ready for a hell of a movie. It is funny to be like, in the 90s, we have women finally like at the forefront as action stars, totally kicking ass, and the messaging of the movie is entirely mid-60s, like Spaghetti <laughs> West. Like, they're very, it's, yeah. it's progressive while regressive at the same <laughs> yep. time. Right, well, at least as opposed to a lot of Spaghetti Westerns, the heroes didn't rape anybody. <laughs> 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 Mr. Leone. <laughs> I gotta give credit where credit's due. I was home this weekend and I watched this movie with my dad and we were both really enjoying it. But he looked at me and said, gosh, Casey, the line between great movie and shitty movie is a thin and blurred one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Ch- change our log line on Apple Podcasts. That's about it. <laughs> it's so good. I, you know what? I know, you know, as my book report alluded to, there's a goddamn million movies that is about a stranger coming to town. I thought with, you were going to be like, you know, as my book report alluded to, I jerked off to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was there. It was weird. Right. <laughs> it was easier because I could pretend I wasn't doing it. <laughs> it's not me, dad. It's the stranger. <laughs> But this movie came out a month before The Quick and the Dead, where Sharon Stone literally plays the lady who comes to Mm. a desert town with no other options, no other ways of making money, except for a, like, criminal enterprise run by Gene Hackman. And I don't know if this was a carnosaur situation. (laughs) (laughs) Or if it's just that, like, a stranger Well, this is also apparently kind of a beat-for-beat remake of uh, a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, of High Plains Drifter. You mean all of them? (laughs) But specifically, this is a remake of High Plains Drifter. Yeah. Oh. I really saw it more as a bimbo yo jimbo. (laughs) (laughs) I prefer to think of her as Eastwood. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that. (laughs) Did you know, though, that was not a bad word for most of its life. It used to just mean woman or and in some at some oh. point strong woman. Uh, uh, wow. Good luck, Greg. <laughs> good luck arguing <laughs> that one, buddy. <laughs> that's sort that's sort of like arguing that the swastika was really a Hindu symbol for peace. It's like, well you got an uphill battle if you want to start drawing that on stuff. 
<laughs> Can I interest you in the truth of swastikas? And the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it means peace, your honor. <laughs> Carl. Yeah. Cat's brothers are dead. Two of them, anyway. Totally mangled up. Never seen anything like it. Damn. You look like you've just seen a ghost. No, it just... You look like somebody who used to live in this town. Carl, don't you look like Bridget? So this is when we meet our sheriff, because yeah. she rolls into town, and all of the major players are convened at the aforementioned biker bar. We have Sheriff Gordon Cole. Yeah, who, mm. who looks like young Joe Estevez. <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> yeah, Sally totally. Womack, who is the diner worker who carries a torch for him before and after his fiance was murdered. And the shittiest of pieces. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Ginger yes. Lynn Allen doing her bad girl thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it rules. I hated her from the jump. She, yep. she is so good in this movie. And the feral sister of the stranger right, from aliens exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sorry. I sorry, have... Josh, I'm sorry no no it's great i love it and then rounding out the cast we have deputy horndog and we have the mayor elect who, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who i don't think was actually ever elected i think he just is going around calling himself the mayor elect and yeah. that's good enough for what this town needs he's, he's mayor the skipper <laughs> and the deputy is his little buddy. I love that the sheriff walks in and says, "We, I, I've never seen anything like it. And it was a motorcycle crash and a broken neck, which yeah. feels pretty good for a town with a murderous biker gang. It feels right. like you've never seen anything like this. Uh, two years after the yeah, rape yeah, murder of your own fiance. The brutalization of his fiance. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I guess there's just some things you choose to forget. And he does, clearly. And he does. Well, that's okay. I have a new theory. I have a new theory for okay. why no okay. one recognizes her. The rules of 90s makeovers. Dude, we never actually see what she looked like <laughs> oh, before shit. she was murdered. What That's... if she had like glasses and was super homely looking? Her hair was in a ponytail. Now she's come back all sexy and people are like, who's that stranger? And that's why no one makes the connection that it's her. Wait, they pulled a she's all that <laughs> in yes. heaven? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I love it. That's my new theory because, like, she does look like Sandy at the end of Grease. Yeah, she does totally get a pink lady's makeover in the afterlife. So everyone, everyone looks her up and down and tries to gauge who she is. And this is when uh, we get the line: "Hey, stranger, you got any idea who killed the cats?" Curiosity. Oh, so worth it. So worth it. Mic drop walks away. She has to leave rooms when she does these, even though I think she's not done in the rooms, but like she knows that she can't stay after these one-liners, and that's usually what takes her out to like look at her bike or go to the gang headquarters. I've said my cool thing. Yeah, I gotta go. Oh, shoot. But then then it's like, I actually had to talk to the sheriff. Okay, I'll just sneak into the bathroom over here and catch him when he leaves the bathroom, which he does. (laughs) That was so weird. So weird. That was bizarre. (laughs) It makes more sense when it's clear that she is the shade of his former lover but like for the first time i didn't feel like the shirtless guy was being the creep yeah. <laughs> like for the first time in movie history like she walks up to while he's changing for absolutely no reason no she reason. just enters the men's room of the biker bar he's just changing his shirt right for him to you know objectify her so that she can get mad and pull a knife on his throat. Like a Bowie knife. Like, this is the biggest, like, machete you've ever seen. Yeah, that's like a sitar. (laughs) We go from the diner to 
a dude with an eye patch. Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken. Yeah, and his buddy fucking burst into a pool hall saloon while a big, ignorant guitar solo is playing. <laughs> they roll into the biker bar, and the sheriff, who has, oh, yeah. as it's revealed in this scene, has kind of lost complete control over this town like he is sheriff in name only he lets these bikers run free and he's the one who tips them off that a the cats's brothers are dead and there's kind of this stranger who just rolled into town and i'm not saying it was her but uh, you might want to go check her out (laughs) you know what's great though is you said those two pieces of information in the logical uh, succession (laughs) he (laughs) says there's a new girl in town Oh, by the way, (laughs) I should also mention, your brothers have been killed. (laughs) Then in the general store is when they fight. She's fucking counting out change to pay for the stuff she's buying off of Sally. The stuff that she's buying off of Sally, which is a beer funnel helmet. (laughs) Yes! What? Does that come? No, 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 I was waiting for it. No, it doesn't. It's just a fucking drinky helmet. In what world are you running a general store in the middle of nowhere and you are stocking a beer funnel helmet? Yeah, honey, we're gonna be we're gonna be a spring break destination. It's called long term. It's a long term plan, hun. The way that she kills them is so cool. She so uses cool. one as a human shield and then throws a a fork into the other's throat. But before we say that, we have to we have to say that of course Snake Pliskin calls her bitch. Mm. Oh, right, of course. Which as we know is not her name. And then the song that's not my name plays. That's not my name. That's not my name. <laughs> Needle drop. <laughs> they call me bitch. They call me stranger. <laughs> that's not my name. They call me Bridget. That might be my name. (laughs) The the scene does give us quite a good sense of what we're in for, which is the stranger is going to run amok all over town as she's wont to do. Mm. The sheriff ain't going to do a goddamn thing. (laughs) And in the meanwhile, she's not going to say a lot and she's going to make everybody else spill all the exposition. Absolutely. (laughs) And the, the stranger can just, you know, squint and be cool and have all the cool lines that always at least a little bit to me reads like uh an asshole like they seem like a a, like a like a dick (laughs) like like can you just can you can we talk can you (laughs) well well, it's it's made worse by the fact that she's like leading the witnesses because she knows all the exposition she just wants to hear you say it right (laughs) (laughs) like she is a shade she is a shade of her former self. And there is like a magic to this movie in that like, Jamie, you're right. We don't see Bridget. She may she may have been a, a, a bookish library type. <laughs> we know that she was <laughs> taking pictures for the local newspaper. Yeah, she loved research. Yeah, she probably had paint on her smock. Who knows? Uh, but the fact that no one recognizes her, even though she's been dead for only like two or three years, like it is a sort of magic of this whatever force has brought her back to the land of the living. There is like that level of magic, not to mention all the time she teleports and, and such. Phases uh, through bullets. And right. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has the ability to change out of her own outfit and get a perfectly matching wig to put the deputy in so that he gets shot. <laughs> yeah. A very, a very obscure but no less important ghost power. <laughs> but 
But maybe part of the magic of her return to the land of the living is just that, that she has sort of lost enough of her humanity that it would appear as aloof. It would appear as kind of dickish and distant. But it's really just like there isn't a person there in the way there once was. Like the exposition here is a little like uh, telling of folklore almost, mm. like has a bit of that mm, trying yeah. to mine a really specific thread from mm. classic westerns. Yeah, and the sheriff is very sympathetic to the point of appreciative uh, that the stranger is killing all these bikers. And at this point <laughs> has uh, killed the Katz brothers and flannel guy. That's a good third of the biker gang. She's doing pretty good <laughs> yeah. day one. Yeah, she's she's hitting her numbers. Right. <laughs> the rest of the town, they don't like it. They don't like well, it. Well, I mean, you can't totally blame them because what is the economy of this town based on besides yeah. the biker bar, the general store that sells uh, novelty party <laughs> yeah, Funny equipment. drink hats. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have a point that without the, the biker gang coming in here and spending their stolen money at the one business in town, like, they don't have a town. And I found myself thinking, so far we haven't seen angels, like, they're misogynists. Mm. They're they're obvious they're chauvinists and they're they seem to be uh, jerks, but we haven't seen them be like evil yet. Yeah, I mean it is a, it is a great moment when they say like we don't know how Angel makes his money. <laughs> Cut to how Angel makes his money, <laughs> yeah. which is as you'd imagine, literal highway robbery. Boys almost ran me off the road back then, didn't you? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Look, I ain't gonna lie to you. You look bad, man. You're all busted up. I bet you're gonna have to get that lady at me, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. My guess would be right about. Oh, and this is when we get the rest of the characters (laughs) of the biker gang. We get Harvard waxing philosophical about death to the driver before he's killed by Danny fucking Trejo. That's all you need to know about him. Really, one of the only problems with the movie is that we don't spend enough time with Angel. Yes. uh, Because he is a truly slimy bad guy. And when he meets his end later, it's so deserved. And... I just kind of would have loved to see a little bit more of him just just being the worst piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then our jerky townsfolk try to set a trap for the stranger. It yep. does not go well. <laughs> oh, oh boy, does it not. <laughs> yeah, they lock her in a laundry room. It's, it's Sally, it's the deputy, and it's the mayor-elect. Uh, but like, she very easily punches through the door <laughs> and like hands their ass to all of them. But... Let's them all live because she has a code and the deputy basically pisses his pants. (laughs) (laughs) And then when the sheriff comes in to like reprimand all of them, what's great, he's like, get out. He like tells him, get out of here. And the mayor, as he's walking out, goes, I'm the mayor. (laughs) 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 This is one of my favorite choices in movies. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a quick question. Um, What 
supplies do you think materialized with her on this mortal plane and which supplies did she need to acquire like does the motorcycle come from heaven does the weapons come from heaven do some of the weapons come from heaven but like it's kind of like when you start a video game and you get one knife and one gun but you gotta collect some more I think probably that also uses none of these things to kill people (laughs) (laughs) 0% of these really all she needed was the mode of transportation which she also didn't really need because ghost powers also, I imagine that Heaven has sent this motorcycle on a lot of like quests for vengeance, and it needed a servicing because it's it's low on gas right away, and then she needs to bring it to a kindly gigantic mechanic to get the yeah. fuel line changed. Which I love. Again, if, if you need an indication of what this economy is based on, like he immediately is like, "Oh, is this on Angel's credit? The only credit clearly in this yeah. town." Yeah, he and didn't she's even like, yeah, expect she'd pay for it. Also, that guy, I just, I, I, he, like, bells, when I saw him, bells were ringing. You know, he's, he's giant, he's a huge fucking guy, this mechanic. And I was like, what have I seen that, that behemoth in before? And the next year, he is gonna play Big Fatso in the Pamela Anderson vehicle barbed wire. (laughs) My man in that movie has some of the greatest mugs in film history, (laughs) including it ending with, with, Pam Anderson throwing a grenade at him, it landing on his big stomach. By the way, oh, I should say, he is he is brought around in the movie Barbed Wire in the, what is it, claw of like a bulldozer? <laughs> or what? he's brought around because he's, he's big fat. Man, the 90s were oh fucking mean. God. Yeah, they were. <laughs> and then at the his end, is she throws a grenade on him, it lands on his stomach, and he looks, he gives the best... George Miller eyes this side of George Miller (laughs) directly into the camera goes ooh and then blows up but these no prosthetics needed my man bugs his eyes out it rules that's amazing he is nice you know he's just he's one of the nice townsfolk he doesn't get much he doesn't get much he does give us some exposition of the feral sister yeah. He, he says that, like, oh, yeah, you know, she, she steals what she needs, uh, and we just don't let her. And we, we let her. It's we our way. Her. It's yeah. our we way. We don't help her. We just let her. Yeah. yeah. Which I, do you think that was the moment when decided not to totally annihilate the entire town? <laughs> was the plan <laughs> to cleanse the town, and then when she realized they were, like, semi-taking care of her sister, she was like, all right, y'all get a pass, I guess. <laughs> you will live. I think there's an argument to be made. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, she goes to the gang's headquarters, which is a real fixer-upper, mm. and also maybe where she used to live, unclear. And oh, no, it's starts... definitely where she used it to live. It is where she used to yes. live. Okay. Well, yeah, unclear yeah. at that point, but then. At that point, yeah. but yes. And she starts uh, doing an HGTV fixer-upper of it. <laughs> Not at all what I expected. <laughs> <In> the... <laughs> she, she breaks into the bad guy's lair, and she starts getting the like 90s music video video flashback <laughs> trauma flashbacks and then she's like all right first things first let's get rid of these beer bottles Th- those aren't working yeah. let's take down these these pictures of all the women that they raped that's that's it's that's gone. a no-no yeah. like gotta get a fresh coat of paint yeah. in here and i truly was like wait where is this going yeah. like, <laughs> this two-story fixer-upper used the site of a gang <laughs> but today it's gonna be the site of our greatest makeover ever <laughs> the ghost of the murdered victim comes back 
today on House Haunters. Keep it or toss it. It's up to you. <laughs> she does find inside of a dusty chest, there's another dustier box. MacGuffin. It's just a MacGuffin. <laughs> that has like a bunch of photos. Yeah, also implying that Angel's gang didn't like throw out her stuff. Like they put her stuff in no, storage. No, love leaving evidence. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, somebody's going to come looking for yeah, this later. She might have family. We all... She definitely had family. We let them live. (laughs) What's the law enforcement for the town? Like, I mean, that really is like an alpha move when you think about it. Like, yo, I killed your fiance. You can't live here anymore. We're going to let you keep your job. And if you want to pick it up, we got some of her old shit in the basement. If you ever have time. (laughs) And then we cut to, then we cut to Sally talking to the sheriff and she is being a stone cold. Watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now Uh, Greg, you're going (laughs) to, after Eastwood, you're going to get timid. (laughs) We're taking it back. <laughs> I, I love that we cut to Sally. She is spraying down the feral girl yes. with a hose. Hey, get out of here. Go on, get. Get out of here. Hey, come on. Leave her alone. Gordon. For Pete's sake, Sally, what's wrong with you? I didn't mean anything. I was... Just let her be. I'll take care of her. Yeah, like you did her sister. Gordon, I'm sorry. I... I didn't mean that. That was really cruel. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know how I feel about you. Oh, oh dang. Sorry, oh, boo. I, like, I didn't mean I to say mean that. Like, so <laughs> oh, damn. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said oh, that. Oh. I, like, I feel like, you know, the sheriff, he doesn't get a lot of times to endear himself to the audience because he's like a coward. And we, yeah, we sort yeah, of like him. He's the highest of Western cowards, you know? But... Really, the one thing, and and it worked, the one thing that made me like him is he never gave in to Sally, who is uh, reprehensibly bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He he does go full Marty McFly on her when she suggests that he's afraid of Angel. He he does pull a, like, chicken, nobody calls me chicken. Nobody! (laughs) And just sort of runs off. And we also have a little scene in there where Sally, more specifically, is like, I'm going to tell the deputy that I'm going to fuck him. And he's going to do our bidding. Yeah. And, and that's how this is going to go down. And Carl's like, I'm the mayor. And, yeah. <laughs> the mayor. I liked the mayor. But at this point in the movie, whenever the mayor was on screen, there was like, not an alarm, but just a little button on the motherboard of my brain going off that uh, read second act problems, second act problems. Second <laughs> act problems. <laughs> so the mayor got a little more screen time than maybe the mayor needed. <laughs> so then we check back in with Angel. Who's doing more Tai Chi in the <gasps> desert at night? The scene of scenes, sees, honestly. Oh the my scene god! Scene of scenes, and maybe it was just that the, the movie had tricked me. I was not imagining this was a pretty straightforward stranger comes to town revenge story to me so far. I was not expecting, or I was not reading into the supernatural elements of it. If anything, I was. I was. If I read my notes, I, I was writing like, if she is Bridget, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how from 28 to 30, that's when your looks really change. Like, that's why her fiance doesn't recognize her. Like, I really was not into the supernatural stuff. And because of that, I thought the movie was kind of dragging. Mm-hmm. And again, ask and thou shalt receive. The stranger oh. gives you what you need when you need it. Cut to Angel's fucking Tai Chi vision quest out in the middle of the desert. Yes. <laughs> 
Is I love his gang is all sleeping next to the campfire, like he's leading a troop of Boy Scouts on a retreat. Yeah, this is this is a work <laughs> excursion. This is a this is a team building exercise for the gang. And he's doing his midnight tai chi. And as he's doing it, the stranger appears on the top <gasps> of the hill, backlit, just mirroring what he's doing. Yeah, it does a Marx Brothers routine. <laughs> yeah, the whole time, and he's like. But he goes with it because he's all about that spiritualism. You know, he sees symbols in in birds that that fly near him and in the death of a wasteland before him. And he's just like, you know, I'm going to roll with it. It didn't hurt that he took four tabs of acid a couple hours (laughs) earlier and was like, I truly don't know if this is real or not. Oh, sidebar, sidebar. I don't know if any movie has used uh, Hawk in the Desert sound effect as as, as much as this has. Just every every cut is enunciated with... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to sprinkle it through this episode just at so many random intervals. Which does really underline how much he looks like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say, listener, every time you hear a hawk in this episode, know it, something was drink. edited out. <laughs> yeah, and then drink. Yes. Oh man, oh, that would be so good if you just you just replace bitch with the hawk's head. Yeah, <laughs> or at least definitely do if we keep the the c word bit, oh, replace it with replace the hawk sound, hawk and sound. then I will be okay with it. <laughs> that will be so weird. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. But thinking about that. Like, Angel is a death-worshipping person. Like, he is, like, everything he says is just about, like, how you feel fear and, like, the desert is death. And then, besides the uh, bike tires and, like, the pictures of ladies in Bridget's old house that she cleans up, there is in the background this, like, very odd sort of altar of skulls. Mm. There is this sort of, like... I did notice that. That, you know, it just was, like, bad guy layer set dressing, I thought. (laughs) But now thinking about it, like, what if in some way Angel (gasps) brought the stranger back? Yes. He inadvertently summoned her. He does seem to be the only one who recognizes her despite seeing the least amount of her. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. This is the one scene that is like specifically supernatural in a way that other scenes are less so. Like the beginning with the her there, not there, there, not there. The fact that Danny Trejo can't seem to shoot her despite a hun- you know shooting every uh, gun at her. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like an A-team episode. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be that. It could just be action movie, a lot of them. But this is like the one very pointedly supernatural scene and it's about the connection between angel and the stranger <gasps> the strangel oh <laughs> insert hawk sound effect <laughs> altar in the back of the hideout was a clue in the way that everything about her being a ghost is a clue not given to us uh, explicitly i'd buy that Oh, so back in town. The stranger and the feral sister keep clinging out the house. And <laughs> oh. some of the gang has now come back. Because, again, they go in phases. There was the most trusted ones all went out. Some were sent back a little early. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, like, unsure, unsure other than plot-wise why, why that one guy was sent back early. Hey, hey stink leg. Hey, Scooter Trash, I'm talking to you. Lawman says you might be able to tell me where my friends are. They're all dead. 
What killed him? Bad manners. Dirty time. Yeah, it's it's bald ponytail guy. Bald ponytail. Yeah, bald ponytail guy. So that bald ponytail guy, who I know I've seen in things, but I don't know the things. <laughs> I know I've seen that stupid haircut. She's like, I'm waiting for Angel, and he's like, Angel ain't coming back till tomorrow, so like you gotta deal with me first. And she's like, and he's like, all right, do me like you're gonna do Angel, and she says, you got it. <laughs> and as he takes like a victorious swig of beer, she winds up and. Bitch slaps the bottle into his mouth. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, know. That was the jaw drop moment for me. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, like <laughs> Because in his head, he's about to get laid. He's about to put something inside of her, and then she puts something inside of him. <laughs> the shit. And Gordon is, I guess, you know, somewhat maybe justifiably not thrilled at another dead gang member in his town. I mean, four's a coincidence, six is a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> this is just getting ridiculous. It's really hard to explain this now. And he says that, like, Angel's gonna burn the town down to the ground when he gets back. This is the the, the scene where fucking Sally is talking to the sheriff and she's Ugh, just like, I am Sally. hot. I have tits. What is wrong with you? Why don't you want to marry me? <laughs> and he says, I think, you know, the most cutting thing you can ever say to someone like Sally. Something that really put her in her place. The coolest line Sheriff Cole has. Sometimes... I don't think your donut is fully glazed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Got her. Got her, Sheriff. Damn. You let her have it with both barrels, Sheriff. Oh, damn. Yo, you didn't have to do it like that, Sheriff. Uh, but yeah, we get, then we get the diamond scene, which is. Oh, it's fucking mad. Oh, it's so great. An abandoned airplane hangar. Angel is showing a fence the diamonds that they stole from the armored car. We get. The incredible line. Only the heart of a man were as pure as a diamond. You know who said that? I did. Very poetic. <laughs> and that is motherfucking Paul Hampton. The guy from fucking Shivers, the Cronenberg. Movie. Oh, oh. I loved him. I was so glad for him to get in the goddamn movie. Because as good as this movie is, like it was lacking in actual charisma. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this movie didn't have a lot of characters bring in like gravitas to it, and he walks on the scene like a motherfucking G, and it steals the scene, like absolutely steals the se- the one scene. He's he in. would steal the scene until Andrew Divoff starts to get oh, yeah. yes. some lines, yes. because that's when it be- like yes, it's true. He's like, wow, we're really out in the fucking sticks out here, boys. Like, what's what's going on? Let's buy some <laughs> let's buy some diamonds. Hey, it's only twenty three. I thought you said there was going to be twenty four. I'll give you six thousand bucks and then angel starts to talk because he's like huh only 23 diamonds that's wrong (laughs) you employ bad people they're gonna fuck you and man like the moment where where he's like he's just like looking around the cadre and like danny trail's like Ain't me and uh, and the, the woman's like, yeah, the, say it, say at you dare, like, yeah. I dare and you. Me. Yeah, say it with me. And then and then it's like, of course, the young buck is like, uh, well, I mean, I uh, <laughs> that interaction, that wordless interaction where you they both kind of look at each other and shrug. I know. 
so good. Really, what killed this kid is just no follow through. Like, yeah. if he had just sold it like everyone else, like maybe he would have lived. But now he just caves immediately. Like, <laughs> and Angel's like, I brought you into my house. I gave you everything you ever needed. And you bro fuck me like this? <laughs> bro fuck. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we can never write that line. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The greatest that line beat in cinema too. is already taken. Yeah. It's like knowing that 21st century schizoid man already exists. <laughs> no other prog band can measure up. Yeah. Also, I understand they were stolen. I understand they were hot items. But even sixty thousand is incredibly low for 24 diamonds. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. much about diamonds, but that is, like, no money. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to look up, like, how much a diamond costs. Uh, would you believe it's insanely complicated? It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do. Would you believe these shiny little rocks that we value for no goddamn reason, uh, even though they're amazingly abundant and uh, <laughs> children die to get them? Assessing how much they're worth is uh, next to impossible. Yeah. <laughs> 8,000 or 60,000. Angel's getting screwed. Yeah, he's getting, getting boned by this deal. He's getting bro fucked. <laughs> he's getting bro fucked left and right. Uh, the stranger leaves her sister with a cell phone in a shack in a very baffling. Wait, has that already scene. happened? Yeah, that's the scene. Oh, that's happening yeah. right now? That happens yeah. before the posse? Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's sorry. In- no, I don't mean to interrupt it's you. It's baffling. No, that's yeah. the thing. It- it's not only baffling, but also so great to watch a movie where they're like, now this is how you use a cellular telephone device. <laughs> yeah, because it it's a giant clunky 95 cell phone oh, that yeah. she has. It's and, also a great way to be like, we're done writing scenes for the sister. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave her. her up. That's all we needed. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on Feral Girl. Wait, no, she's still in the movie. Oh, oh shit. She has to come back for the ending. We haven't. Scratch that. So Chekhov's cell phone will come back, but in the meantime, Sally tries to seduce the deputy. Yeah. And succeeds. Basically, in, in a plot to overthrow the local law enforcement. Yeah. And they go uh, they go over to the old house to take care of the stranger. Well, yeah. and that scene was also the moment where the deputy tells us the audience, because there's no reason for him to bring it up in the context <laughs> of their conversation, Correct. that Sally ratted out Bridget to Angel and then she died. Yeah. Which which if if there was any question about who is a stone cold yeah! it's Sally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in case you you know, you weren't sure what you felt about that nuanced Sally character at this point. <laughs> the posse enters the old house, guns drawn while the stranger is in the shower. They open fire on the sh- on the closed shower curtain. But she's not there! What? And she leads them on a chase downstairs. Yeah, but what was the shower, do we think, something that ghosts need to do? Or something no! that she... <laughs> was this all a trap? Even Did she know oh, they were coming? All a trap, yeah. yeah. Ghosts are omnipotent, I believe, at this point. is. Uh... And I think proven later in the movie. Yep. <laughs> she has a little moment where somehow she gets behind the deputy and kind of like wrestles him off screen and then everybody Ghost else powers, is, I guess. 
Yeah, is like looking for him. And then, the, yeah, they shoot who they find out is the deputy in the back, dressed exactly like her with a wig. It's so great because they're standing at the top of the stairs. She peeks out from the bottom of the stairs and they start firing. She, she backs up and then a blonde jumps in front of them and they shoot the shit out of it. It's a blonde wearing exactly what she's wearing. And of course, like, because the wig is horrible, it's very clearly somebody who's not her size. Like, it is... Yeah, not her height, not her build. It's such an obvious setup, but is so staggeringly satisfying to watch the smarmy deputy get shot up. But also, she's a a quick change queen if this is not, if this is not superpowers. not ghosts. You idiots! You shot her stunt double! <laughs> yeah, it is so satisfying to get see him get shot. It really it is, is I mean, it, it is, it's, it rules. Just like the mayor says, I'm the mayor. Also, as the mayor says, <laughs> But any man who allows himself to be pussy-whipped at most deserves what he gets. And that fucking deputy <laughs> deserved what he fucking got. And then, because we skipped four or five scenes in the editing room. <laughs> yeah, then... not in the podcast. <laughs> the mayor has the funniest Amazing. change of heart. <laughs> Amazing. His... He goes from trying to murder her to, all right, bye. Ah, ah, there's been enough violence in this town. I was just about to shoot a lady in the shower. and I gotta go. Kids, get in the car. <laughs> Kids, get in the goddamn car! <laughs> yeah, not only is the mayor leaving, the entire town of 14 are all jumping in their wagons and they are hightailing it out of there because apparently the last three bikers of this gang, they think, at this point, the town could kill Angel. Yeah, easily. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, before maybe not, you know, like eight well-armed bikers versus... 14 plebs mm. is like a fair fight. Yeah, overwhelming. They force. also have a ghost on their side who has proven herself very capable. Totally. Surely <laughs> everyone is like, yes, I know that she has literally decimated everybody who has come <laughs> within inches of her yeah, handily <laughs> without it even being close. And also, we never see the mechanic again, which is a bummer because yeah. that guy rules. Yeah. He was great. You do see him again in 1996's Barbed Wire starring Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Sally gives. The sheriff, one last chance, says it ain't worth dying. Angel's going to come back and destroy this town. It ain't worth dying over uh, uh, whatever. I love you. Yeah, but she's also like, get in the car. Get, this isn't get worth in the it. car. And Gordon? He does. Gordon, get in the Gordon? car. Gordon, stop messing around. Gordon? Get in the car. Gordon, get in the car. We ain't going to McDonald's. And he gets in, thus proving what the movie has been saying the whole time, that he's a coward. For 30 seconds. <laughs> but wait. Just to get a lift. Swelling western music lets us know that he's finally decided to be brave. I wish we could see the inside of the car. Like, he gets in, puts on the seatbelt. Like, they start driving away. Ah! Yeah, you know what? This is a bad idea. Can you pull over, pull over, pull over? I haven't even started driving. Just pull over. I, I gotta get out of the car. Is the child lock on? What is this? <laughs> the seatbelt. The seatbelt's stuck. It's stuck. Is it stuck for you? Wait. Put it in park. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Come here. <laughs> he goes back to the stranger in the bar, and she offers him a drink and he's like no i'm not gonna do that anymore and she's like no really do it and so then he like takes it and then puts it down and she goes good (laughs) yeah you chose wisely (laughs) 
now we shall fornicate. <laughs> yeah, and then we get ghost fucking. <laughs> Ghostbusters set it up. This one paid it off, guys. Ghosts can fornicate. That's all. Turns out ghosts can do it. <laughs> they have some sizzling dialogue. When he says, I'm in love with you, and she says, you're in love with a ghost, and he's like, wow, that's really poetic, and she's like, no, but actually, <laughs> I totally missed that. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> yeah, he says he loves her, and then Holy he, she straight up tells him, you're in love with, you're a, in ghost. Love with a ghost. No, <laughs> I don't want to talk about her. Who? What? Huh? <laughs> 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 and then they have sex. It rules. I love the wide shot where she's like on top and there's just like an inordinate amount of sheets just over his legs. You say that like that's not the only shot in the scene, Greg. Like I love the wide shot where she's on top, which is what it is for like a solid minute now. The scene. The shot is the scene. It ruled. It, I mean, they were fucking. It was like a good scene because yep. it just was like, oh, that's, that's two people fucking. It wasn't romantic, <laughs> nor ridiculous, nor meaningful, well, nor especially no. sexy. It was like, yeah, those are two people fucking right there. But the next morning, the sister sees the bikers coming around the ridge. She tries to call, but the phone is out of battery. Curse you, 95, <laughs> with phones. Roaming. I shouldn't have seen what movies were playing in my ear. <laughs> yeah, they wake up post-coital. Uh, yeah, and he says, today's the first day I can't remember her face. Weird. Weird thing to <laughs> weird, say. Weird thing. Weird. In your mind, it is not the ghost of your ex-fiance. In your mind, it's just somebody who like you're projecting onto, and you're like, you know what? You're making me not think about my dead wife. Yeah, like, that, it sounds like you are thinking about your dead wife. <laughs> so, like, that's literally all you're thinking about. <laughs> She'd be like, well, this was fun, I guess. <laughs> the sister finally speaks. She runs into the town square, calls out for... I wish she had run into the town and been like, mm, 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 Bitch! Bitch! <laughs> Where are you, bitch? Oh, that would have been so good. Oh, missed opportunity. <laughs> the stranger says that she she gave her a dead battery on purpose. It's <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what a dead battery can do for something. Like, like, damn, girl, what? You were really yeah. betting hard that she would be able to talk. Yeah. Again, <laughs> omnipotent. Yeah. Yep. She's read the script. <laughs> she, she knows oh, like where this Muppet is movie. going. Okay, yeah. okay. It's like that scene in the Muppet movie. Got it, got it. Yes, Jamie, I will forever put every plot point as a reference point into the Muppet movie. Yeah, it oh, has to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's the only way I know to speak. Yeah. Uh. Take a right at that fork in the throat. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is getting ridiculous. The stranger sets up a trap for the gang outside of town, oh, a biker's so dead body. Cool. On a not, bike. not so much a trap. Yeah, it's not really a trap. It's more of a warning. Yeah, more of like an omen. Yeah. It's not really a trap for them. It's more a treat for us. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's rigged a biker's body on ponytail. A ponytail, guy. ponytail. Ponytail guy. Ponytail guy. She she waits until they show up and they're like, oh, hey, it's Ponytail. And they walk up like, Ponytail's dead. And then she <laughs> explodes the bike in drop. Beautiful. Oh, and the body yeah. flies through the air, yeah. and it is yep. so oh, fucking body. cool. It's oh. so satisfying. The, the, yeah, it's good biker dummy action. Hell yeah. It does a, like a whole flip in the air. It's 
fucking awesome. Angel has now finally got back to town. He finds the dead bikers strung up like Christmas lights on his old house. They so walk- it's her old house. Her old house. His new house. <laughs> it, it's it's actually this old house. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of the town, Danny Trejo tries to shoot the stranger, but uh, she's invincible from bullets. Yeah. Can't hit her. Even if you could hit her, can't hit her. She clotheslines him with a, oh. with a gas line as he rides towards her. Oh, that's right. And to death. I guess he dies. Yeah, yeah. to death. <laughs> he, I guess he dies of, of, I don't know, a broken heart? Broken, like, yeah, the- broken back. <laughs> Yeah, he falls off the motorcycle, and that's the end of Hawk. I like. I, I did. I do sort of appreciate that. I wish that every biker got like yeah the, a gruesome send off, but I like that we're really we're really we're really trying to get to the end here. Yeah, we're, they hit the gas. We're trying to get to Angel. We are, but then we take a little detour through Harvard's backstory. Yes, worth it. So fucking worth it. <laughs> Like a roadside so attraction. Like, it's you're, you're like, I just got to get to Tucson. I got to get to Tucson. Oh, shit. The thing in the box. This can be law degree from Harvard. MD from Johns Hopkins. Uh, I could have lived a rich, cushy life somewhere. Had a trophy wife. Oh, yeah. And a Lincoln. But no. I had become fascinated with the darker recesses of the human head. Harvard literally is like, he starts talking and then... To himself. Talking yeah, he's to himself. for a cumulative, like, ten minutes. And we don't get to know him until the last five. And again, <laughs> like, of course, like, this is a movie. He's saying things that people wouldn't normally say. But if you're a real person and you start giving your own backstory (laughs) while you're walking around trying to find somebody to kill, you are setting yourself up to die. But my man (laughs) just loves crime. Just loves the danger. Was it it the crime? I thought it was that he was like interested in the dark underbelly. He's like a sociologist that like got caught up in the whole thing. No, he's just a he's just a a white collar white guy who was like, you know what? Everyone called one guy called me square once and I I wanted to prove him wrong. Sure. Oh, Mercifully, the sister comes out and attacks him, (laughs) ending his monologue. But that means now that they have the sister hostage. So Angel calls the stranger out into the town square. The the stranger just appears. So she's really flaunting her ghost powers. We're we're full ghost at this point. (laughs) But yeah, so we we get a standoff. Harvard has a gun to the little sister. No, not a gun. Harvard has a crossbow. Yeah, to the hand, little sister's a crossbow. Because of crossbow. course Harvard has a hand crossbow. Which is only 1d4 damage plus dex. Like, <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. It's barely enough to kill a goblin. You really can't miss from that distance. That's fair. <laughs> That's true. It is an automatic crit. <laughs> but... We get one, finally, one actually heroic moment from Sheriff Cole, who sort of just jumps in front of everybody and goes, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, he's like Howard Dean. (laughs) But We're going to take the fight to them in Philadelphia (laughs) and New Hampshire and Lakeview. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets crossbowed in the chest. (laughs) 
which gives the sister a chance to escape and run away. Because the sister gets away, we get a quick draw between the stranger and Harvard, who I guess has a gun, but wanted to use the hand crossbow on the sister. (laughs) She, as he's reaching for his gun, shoots him right in the middle of the forehead and then shoots the gun out of Angel's hands. And so ends up throwing her gun because apparently once your gun's out of your hand... You can never pick it up again. <laughs> and and there's some well because you know, she needs to kill honor. him with her hands. She this is yeah, this is the this is why you put hands. Kathy Long in a movie, goddammit, because she's going to she's going to Right, punch of course. To I mean, these are her hands, they are her yeah. own. <laughs> <laughs> They're small. <laughs> Angel and the stranger have a hand-to-hand fight in the graveyard on the nose. Again, but like also, like at that point, I, I love the drawn out revenge because, like, does it matter that he's unarmed? No, 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 she's a kickboxer. That's yeah, and also, that's there's the only no thing. beating a ghost in a fist fight. Yeah, no, yeah, there's no, no beating yeah, a that's... ghost, like, <laughs> she's invulnerable. <laughs> She can be wherever she needs to be. But what what I do love is she, yeah. in the process of her fight, she disappears. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Angel's, like, looking around and is like, uh, 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 what? What the fuck? And then, and then as he has a stupefied look on his face, her <laughs> yeah. leg comes in from off screen. <laughs> like, the, the kick materializes yeah, into his like face. Like fucking rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was so cool awesome. yeah because he just he, he finally like at the you know in the 11th hour and 59th minute he he goes oh oh, oh. much like casey yeah yeah <laughs> i am angel and then yeah so she he's beaten he's like down on her slash bridget's headstone and the final blow is brutal as shit. And but what's the quip? Yeah, but what's, what's the, the quip? quip? What's, what's the, the quip? quip? I know this. I'll see you in hell, bitch. <laughs> My name's not bitch. And then fucking curb stomps him to death. Yeah. And it was like such grave a brutal him. grave <laughs> stomps him. The wide shot made me think like. She like caved in his skull, and I was like, "Holy!" And it wasn't until they like cut into the close up that I was like, "Oh, he's still got a face." But it was <laughs> like that was maybe the most Odami of the Odamis because <laughs> the, the kick was that powerful that I was like, I was shocked. It, it's incredible how satisfying it is. It really does just make everything up to this moment worth it. The stranger gets ready to ride off into the sunset, giving the sheriff one last chance to say goodbye. And the sister gives her half of a heart necklace. That was there earlier. Yeah, it was, that, I think that, it was there. It really doesn't whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and we get one last line. Will I ever see you again? Keep the faith. 
That was a, a real a real left turn yeah. line. That, like, what? Like I was like, is this a Christian movie? Is, know, is the, Jesus this... the stranger? Oh, the, the, yeah. the surprise! I saw. Movie. Yeah, I saw this movie called like Mom's Night Out with Patricia Heaton with my mom over Christmas, and like it's just like, oh, I'm gonna be a bad mom who like doesn't go to the PTA meeting, and I'm gonna like be naughty, uh, and then like halfway through the movie, there's this. Crazy Christian turn where she's like in a jail cell with this like biker guy and he's like, you know, I didn't want to do things and then I found faith in Jesus Christ. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. That is actually you know, of all the movie genres that I mentioned that the plots are disproportionately Stranger Comes to Town. Probably the one that has the most is like Christian movies. Like so many God like I looked I tried to look for lists mm. of Stranger Come to Town film plots and so many of them are like a mysterious stranger comes to town that's lost Ooh, its faith in Jesus yeah. and this person like so many of them are just like about angels yeah. or like Or even like Michael. Like this movie. This movie was about an angel. <laughs> Like, it, if they had just ended at the curb stomp, it would have been just... Oh, yeah, like at the end of Death Proof, it just... It, yeah. 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 She curb stops him, and then just at uh, the end, just jettisons <laughs> at him. Who needs character resolution? All, that's all I need. <laughs> Great. All right, let's do the rip-off report card. Let me... <laughs> oh wait, Casey. Uh, wait, what? wait. Uh, I don't want to step on your toes, but I kind of whipped together a, a whip off of court cards. On, oh, but, but I, I usually do, do the. Uh, uh, I know. Um, uh, feminism. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all have a face that we hide away forever in a way that says no one knows me even though I died with some regard. Yeah, this face, it may be pretty, but it also brings the danger. It's the revenge of the stranger. Here's the rip-off report card. <laughs> Why am I ever doing it? You just, oh, Jamie, you just zoned out and thought of that, huh? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention for 20 seconds and I wrote that in my head. <laughs> the Stranger Ripoff Report Card is brought to you by Kathy Long's Long Long Jump Song. Do you long to long jump like Kathy Long? We have a 10-hour long Kathy Long Long Jump instructional song just for you. Can we say that again just in case? The Stranger Ripoff Report Card is brought to you by Kathy Long's Long Long Jump Song. Do you long to long jump like Kathy Long? We have a 10-hour long Kathy Long long jump instructional song just for you. <laughs> One more time, I think. <laughs> the Stranger Ripoff Report no. Card is brought to you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to the set of the classic 1995 modern western, The Stranger. <laughs> Did you know that this film, despite looking like a whole lot of backlot, was actually filmed in the real-life ghost town of Coldale, Nevada? 
hole was discovered there in 1894 by William Grossinger, also known as Uncle Billy or Jackass Billy, who sold his 150-ton haul to nearby borax plants and other mining towns. While it never had a boom like those found in Eureka County, <laughs> Coaldale at its peak hosted a store, a cafe, a motel, and a service station. Now, sure, it doesn't sound like much to you uppity city folk, but out here in little old Esmeralda County, it sure ain't bad. Well, it wasn't bad until 1993, that is. <laughs> Coldale was a roadside town. It serviced the folks zipping from place to place in their fancy covered wagons, what with women wearing pants and all. <laughs> the town population stayed much the same and lived on the earnings of their meager businesses. That is, until the evil Nevada government came in and looked at the service station and realized it was leaking Texas tea right there from out of the bottom of the supply <laughs> tank and ordered them to shut down. Now that ain't very nice. <laughs> so the inhabitants of Coldale had to bid adieu to their little town in a hurry, it seems. The still-standing, frozen-time architecture calls to the brave and bold photographers as a popular ghost town photo op. Now, if you ever wanted to buck up and own yourself a little piece of heaven, why not consider Coldale? It's on the market, you see! <laughs> Owner Ed Ailes listed it for, quote, about $70,000, which is quite the deal in today's world. According to old Ed, taxes on the town are a whopping $194.77 a year. But the town might need, quote, a few thousand dollars to clean up. <laughs> so you can own a little piece of movie history. Think about it. Owning a ghost town from a movie about a ghost going to a ghost town. <laughs> well... That's about it from old Willie here. I gotta go out back and shoot at the ground and see if something comes out of it. See y'all next time. <laughs> well, we all fall in love with the ghost of our fiance while she cleans up trash that you've allowed to squat in your hometown. Why were you so surprised that you never saw the stranger? Did you ever let your lover see the stranger in yourself? Don't be afraid to try again. Everyone is dead. Every now and then. Ooh, ooh. She did it, then killed someone else. Gordon should know by now. But did it somehow. Once he used to believe he was such a great romancer. Then to town there came a woman that he could not recognize. When he pressed her for a reason, she refused to give an answer. It was then Angel felt the stranger shoot him right between the eyes. Woo! Woo! The report card. Woo! Except it was Harvard that got shot between. Harvard, the <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry, Jamie. I messed up like that. You're you're not gonna be able to do the song ever again. Yeah. Okay. Fired. Uh, <laughs> class, that was the stranger. <laughs> As always, what are we walking away from the stranger with? What could end up on that final test? Well, after that ripoff report card, I might have to pull a Shit's Creek and buy Coldale. 
I think we should all go, go in Dutch on this. On yeah, I think we should buy. It. That would, Guys, that'd be pretty. If we, we should make a video high town. town. <laughs> And like built a high school there called Video High. Called Video High. Oh my god. That could just be like that fake Prada store that's in Marfa, Marfa? Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could just show the movies we cover like on a loop. I love this. That's a surprisingly cheap guerrilla marketing (laughs) scheme. (laughs) I know. It's perfect. This is a great idea. My final thought, I think this was such a great vehicle for an ass-kicking lady. I was really down for watching a movie headed by a really, the only really powerful character who was a really powerful woman. What? And I've thought of a, another sexist Clint Eastwood pun title. Uh, <laughs> for a few 77 cents on the dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the stranger is going to go down in the history books in good company as a member of the surprise ghost has been helping the main character all along <laughs> subgenre. She wasn't quite as helpful a surprise ghost as Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> and she wasn't as obvious a surprise ghost as Henry Goulding in Last Christmas. But to be considered amongst that company, as well as amongst the greatest surprise ghost of all time, Kobe Smulders in Safe Haven, well, that's an honor in and of itself. Surprise ghosts, we salute you. <laughs> Greg, I'm with you. I didn't know any of those movies. It's <laughs> a Battlestar Galactic. This is my favorite subgenre. <laughs> well, I guess all that's really left to say is. I believe he was using what they refer to as a cat's harp. (laughs) (laughs) Gesundheit. Ooh, new music. Yes, that is right. What you're hearing right now is our very own Greg Hansen playing drums with Justin Ferraro and the Rizzos on their song, Lost Boy. Off their live-streamed Band Nada set at the East Williamsburg Econo Lodge. Please go to Band Nada's YouTube page to check that out. To thank Justin Ferraro for all the work he does on this podcast. Thank you, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of the band Scout Harris for our theme song. Thank you, Ann Shearer, for our logo. And thank you to our teacher, Mr. Philip Marlowe. Check out our social spaces. That is at Video High Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and at VideoHigh.pod on Twitter. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Even if you don't like us, lie to Apple. Why not? And our assigned screening for next class is the 1987 movie Body Beat where some stuck-up classical ballet dancers at a prestigious dance academy learn a lesson in life and love from some modern jazz and ballet dancers at a prestigious dance academy. 
that is your assigned screening. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And from all of us, Greg Hansen, Jamie Kennedy, Josh Roth, and myself, Casey Regan, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next class. I'm sure Start we're going to have a lot to say about this one. All right. I'm rolling, too. Let All me right. uh, shut my door and get a beer, and then I'll be right back. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Let me just... I'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> Let me just... Uh, I'm going to go do the dishes. Wait, why did he roll? Walk the dog. <laughs> <laughs> why did we roll? We're going to have a bunch of just empty on his track. You know what? He's editing it. Fuck it. Uh, 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 in your ear. Podcast Network.